foxes have their dens, yeah, and the birds have their nests. But the son of man, yeah, yeah, has nowhere to lay his head. I said the foxes have their dens, yeah, and the birds have their nests. But the son of man, yeah, yeah, has nowhere to lay his head. Still he said, come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Poco a poco vamos a llegar. Somos peregrinos, and you know that's who we are. We make our way. Hey, hey. Little by little, we learn a little more each day that God is love. That life is short. That all will be well. And I know all will be well in His time. Come follow me. Come follow me. Come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. So I. Pick up my tent and I'll follow you. I got my guitar in my hands, but I ain't singing the blues. No, you make me smile. Oh, how you make me smile. And though I struggle along with all my cares and my troubles, it seems you never leave. And always help me when I stumble. It's a wonder how you love me so, and I love it how you let me know. Yeah, come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing. Wanna let you leave, but now I'm struggling. See, I got my cares, I got my worries, and I got my needs. So I think you got the wrong guy. I thank you, good Lord, but I politely decline. But then you come, you come to me, speaking so softly, but speaking to me. I will carry you, carry you, child. I will carry you, carry you, child. I will take care of you, and I'll be there for you. I'll never leave you, and I'll always bear your cares for you. I will carry you, carry you, child. I will carry you, carry you, child. I will take care of you, and I'll be there for you. I'll never leave you, and I'll always bear your cares for you. I will carry you, carry you, child. I will carry you, carry you, child. I will take care of you, and 
And I'll be there for you I'll never leave you And I'll always bear your cares for you I will carry you, carry you, child I will carry you, carry you, child I will take care of you And I'll be there for you I'll never leave you And I'll always bear your cares for you Then lead on Kind of light and let your love be my side Through this wilderness of life Where we're all just passing by Cause with you by my side Why need I feel, why need I hide I only need to sing So take my prayer and let it rise Lead me on My shepherd king Lead me on My everything Lead me on Oh kindly light Lead on and let me sing Come follow me Come follow me Come follow me My child Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, my child. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Father Clarence. Good morning, all our listeners uh, and viewers this morning. This is Patrick Archibald. Good morning, Patrick. How good are morning, you this morning, Clarence. Saturday morning? Oh, very good. Very good. Fresh. Uh, and uh, got my morning coffee and everything. So all is good. Thank God. I see the flowers are blooming in, 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 your, in your home. In my home, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can almost reach and touch it, you know. <laughs> Thank God for technology, like, you know, because if, you, if I don't have this virtual background, then you'll only see a blue screen there. So. Ah, I see, I see, I see. How have you been, Patrick? You I'm doing okay, Father. I'm doing okay, yeah. by God's grace. Yeah. And the family? The daughter is all right. Uh, Wife, yeah, all uh, going online uh, with the uh, with her school and all that. So, uh, yeah, getting used to the new normal, you know. And uh, we're trying as best as possible not to go around, you know, to to go out because the cases are so high. So we want to keep safe, like, you know, yeah. for the sake of the our elderly mm -hmm. and all that. So, are you how are you for well, well, getting busy, Patrick. Uh, churches are open, uh, though very cautiously we are open. We are taking in small numbers of people. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I think people are quite happy to come back, even though we have to, you know, enforce like, a little bit of some discipline of people distancing. lining up, you know, <laughs> distancing, yeah. you know. Yeah. We're not used to this kind of things. Uh, but I think generally, generally, people have gotten used to it. And I think that's that's the that's the nice part. You know, it's as compared to one year ago when everything was totally new now people need to do they need to scan they need to take temperature they need to record yeah. so so i think it's, it's a lot smoother you know we don't have yeah. to ask people to come like one hour earlier now it's, it's a lot shorter it's a lot uh, so shorter people, already, people, people yeah. know what to do yeah. yeah i think that's that's good and i think as long as we keep this you know with this discipline i think we yeah we can still go to the sacraments and you know it's quite nice yeah it's it's yeah. A, it's been good to have people back in church. I mean, after one year, I think it's like, you know, not having people in church, an empty church is really like, you know, uh, Very depressing. Doesn't, feel, doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel like being in church. 
Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, we as people also uh, have been longing to go to church, you know. Just watching, you know, the church in, doing, in the screen is is not fun at all, you know. So we yeah. really, really wanted to go back to church, you know. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Should we bring in our 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 friend? Yeah, uh, Glenn yeah, this, 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 yeah Glenn. <coughs> Hi. Hi, Glenn. Good morning, morning everyone. Good morning, Glenn. Hello. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Father. A very good morning to both of you. You look, you look very fresh, lah. Amen. <laughs> Anticipating this. Had a good night's sleep, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And awesome. Awesome. How you awesome. father? You had your breakfast? Oh yes, much earlier. I was up very early this morning, as always. Yeah. So we wanted to call out, uh, we want to give a shout out to all our uh, regulars. We have got people like Jude, Gabriel, Pinto, Shamila from Singapore. Uh, Rose Ginny Asuncion, Eric K. Menon from mm -hmm. Church of Sacred Heart. Uh, he's working also, he's he's listening, you know, he's at work now, but he's uh, following the podcast. Wonderful. Aaron Powell from Cebu, Sarawak. Philomena from Shah Alam and uh, Evelyn from USJ3. Subang Jaya, yay, Subang Jaya. So, <laughs> So yeah, so to thank you guys and uh, please continue to share out uh, today's topic is going to be really, really interesting. Um, and these are the group of people, the special um, elite force in the spiritual <laughs> world. You know, I like to call them the elite force in the spiritual world that, that the Catholic Church has and we need to protect and we need to grow, you know. Uh, and so today we celebrate uh, this, this Sunday, you know, we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday. Good Shepherd Sunday. It's also a day where we pray for, for vocations, you know. So the word vocation, you know, uh, is a very heavy word. It's a very uh, uh, exciting word. Um, so today we're going to talk a lot about this. And um, good morning, Paul Chin. Good morning, Juliana Quay. So uh, we want to uh, bring in our guest, Father. Shall we bring in our guest for sure. today? Why not? Yeah, this morning right. we have. Yeah, let's welcome. Yes. Let's welcome Hillary. Hi, good morning, Hi, Hillary. Hi, Hillary. Good morning, Hillary. Hi, good morning. Morning, Father. Patrick. Morning, morning. Yeah. I like your blue oh. wall, Hillary. So nice. Yeah, yeah. This is my so daughter's fresh. room. I mean, my daughter's room. Her color, her choice of color. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, very owl lady, you know. Very owl color, that one. Where, where is your daughter now, Hillary? Oh, she is uh, studying in the UK. Uh, she's ah. doing the bars and her bar and her masters. Hopefully to finish. Wonderful. Wonderful. Another category. Hey, tell, us, tell, tell our audience where you where you logging in from. And which yeah, parish you come from. A very good morning to all of y'all. My name is Hilary. Uh, I'm I come from the parish of the Assumption Pataling Jaya. Uh, and I live in Pataling Jaya, very much close to the Assumption Church. Yeah. So uh, I've been involved uh, in parish uh, ministries, various ministries for donkeys, yes, they can say. But my passion is always with youth and with uh, catechetics. Yeah, so this is who I am and where I am. Yep. Yes. Good to have you here, Hillary, yeah, yeah, this morning. Good to be here. It's good to be here. Yeah. You, you so even have in SFX, right, Hillary? Uh, I, I currently teach uh, Sunday school in SFX Form 3. I love my students. And I you hope that my, my students love me. You know? <laughs> they have over the years, they have. I've been teaching Sunday school for almost 30 years. Yeah. 
So, that's something that's something that I need to ask them, like Hillary, not for you to answer. <laughs> I get the answer from them. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice to have you with us this morning. You know, great to be well, here. Great to be here. Yeah. Well, well, some may wonder. You know, uh, this, as I said, as as Patrick just announced. You know, we are celebrating Good Shepherd Sunday uh, tomorrow. Every every year on the fourth Sunday of Easter uh, is Good Shepherd Sunday, uh, simply because. The the gospel reading is that of the of John John's gospel of I am the good shepherd, you know, and this is, image is something that we're all very familiar with. And traditionally, uh, the fourth Sunday of Easter, Good Shepherd Sunday, is also a day of prayer for vocations, uh, vocation to the priesthood and to the religious life. Uh, and so this morning, we want to talk a little bit about about vocations, about you know, uh, following following the good shepherd. Uh, like how the gospel says, you know, the sheep know the shepherd and the sheep follow the shepherd. So this morning is this is the conversation, a little bit of insight into you know what it takes to to you know to respond to God's call. What say you, Patrick? Yep, yep. So today, uh, Father is going to be in two seats. You know, he's going to be <laughs> asking some questions. He'll also be answering a lot of questions. And uh, guys, if you have questions, uh, please continue to post your questions um, for Father Clarence for Hillary. Um, in the comment section of uh, whichever social media you're following this stream from. Uh, so just put in your questions and we'll try to, to get uh, Father and, and, and uh, Hillary to, to share. So um, as we, uh, maybe I can ask this first question uh, to, to, to uh, Hillary. Uh, um, you know, the word vocation, you know, I remember when I first heard this word and I was like, what, well, what is this big word vocation? Is it something to do with vacation? You know, um, it's always associated with priesthood and religious life. You know, in the Catholic circle, uh, it's, it's priesthood, religious life, and we talk about vocation, you know. Um, but, you know, people like us, you know, uh, our everyday Joes, we, we are more familiar with words like career and job, you know. How, how would you define vocation? What, maybe you can just share a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I mean, um, both are similar. Uh, both uh, vocation and career are similar, but there is a great difference in the sense that a vocation is an inner urging, an inner, you know, a sense that you are called towards something. Whilst career is more of, a, and that calling, that calling, vocation calling is not so much to serve yourself, but to serve others. While career and jobs are uh, maybe an ambition that you want for your own personal self-fulfillment. Yeah, uh, that's what some, uh, you know, so... I, I get involved in work because I want to progress in life. Uh, but I join uh, a religious order, not so much to progress in life, but to serve God and to serve his ministry. So that is the difference that I I see. You know, um, I, there was once when uh, a long time ago, uh, I wrote an article, join the priesthood and see the world, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, but it sounded like, it. you know, it, so, yeah, yeah, precisely. You know, it sounded. This is. It, it was a vocation, uh, vocation uh, article to attract people to come because uh, it depends if you are stuck to a diocesan priesthood or a priesthood that is parochial. Uh, yes, but if you are you respond to a vocation that is missionary outreach. Yeah, you travel to Africa and you travel. You know, the the very vocations is very wide. And the calling of God is very wide uh, to different ministry. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I think I think maybe a lot of people also associate career and job is just to pay the bills, 
you know i need to work you to get a career but maybe vocation has got a deeper sense a deeper meaning to the the work that you do you know because yeah. you're not doing it for yourself only like what you said huh? working yeah. for others you know so um maybe just to, I can, just, to, just to just to add a little bit yeah i think you know traditionally i guess yeah the word vocation when you say vocation you like rightly you say that it's always associated with some priestly and something holy isn't it i mean but uh vocation uh it, the, the the root word in latin is is vocare uh, which means the calling call you know to call uh, and and every one of us we are called to set something is whether we respond to that call or not uh, god is constantly calling it's not just god only calls uh, people to priesthood and religious life uh, but there's also the married state of life that you're called to uh, and sometimes there's also the, the single state of life that you're called to uh, so I think it is about being faithful to what what God calls you to, uh, and to find to find that each one has a vocation. I mean that is in a very general sense that you know every one of us we've got a vocation, but you know that word is always been like you know skewed towards uh, just priesthood and religious life. But even married life is is a, a calling, you know, uh, as much as you know, yeah, Hillary and Patrick, you are called to that. Uh, Glenn and I are not called to that, you know. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, Glenn is not married. Like, I mean, I the last I checked, he's not married. So, <laughs> but, yeah. So, but I say we all are called to to a specific way of life. Uh, it is whether we respond to it, and I think if we respond faithfully to it, you find, like you said, you find satisfaction, you find happiness. You know, to know that this is what God has called me to. Yeah. So I think, you know, everyone has to find their calling in this life. Okay, it's a good. That's a good uh, insight on on on. Uh, maybe a lot of our viewers are wondering um, whether Hillary is a priest or not. You know, because <laughs> we're doing Vocation Sunday. You know, and uh, we've got Father Clarence. So Hillary, maybe you can share uh, what your background is uh, in. Tell us your area. tell us your tell us your story a little bit. Sorry, yeah. Yes. Tell us. Okay, I, I I've got a very colorful background. Uh, uh, in my younger days, I was singing in a band. Uh, we were singing in Penang. I'm, I'm from Penang, uh, Butworth. I was singing in Merlin Hotel. Uh, so my life is, uh, you know, by night I'm at the club. By day I'm uh, at home. By evening, before I go to the club, I go for choir practice in the Butworth Church. So it's very colorful. So um, along the way, um, you know, uh, I I felt I was called to the priesthood. Uh, at the vocation camp, so I joined the seminary. I joined minor seminary in Singapore in 1978. Uh, I went to minor in Singapore. Um, sad to say, uh, after the first year, there was some political uh, arrangement that we Malaysians had to go back to Malaysia. So uh, I spent my second minor year in Silibin uh, Church in Our Lady of Lutz in Ipoh. Uh, that was a fantastic year for me. Um, and uh, in 1980, I went to into College General to do my initiation. So I have been I had been in the seminary from 78 to 88, 10 years of my life. Uh, I was pre preparing for my baccalaureate at my final year. I finished my theology, preparing for exams in Rome, uh, where I decided at that time a few priests were leaving. You know, had left, and I said, you know, uh, I I did not want to become a priest and leave because the the priesthood is something so sacred and uh, i was wavering and uh, they sent me to 
uh, Thailand. I, I was the first seminarian, to, I believe, to be sent to uh, the seven uh, wells or seven fountains in Chiang Mai for a retreat. Uh, that that was an uh, an experience uh, which uh, at one time you know during the day you felt God calling you go ahead Hillary trust in me the next day the devil is coming back to say Hillary you leave you leave so finally I listened to the devil and I decided to leave you know um, so I I spent those years there uh, but what I the message I got at that time was I accept your your choice Hillary but I will make your first few years uneasy but eventually i will bless you so my first few years after i left i was struggling but god has blessed me along the way yeah so i'm i'm an expert proud to be a son of college general yeah oh that's Amen. wonderful you know all things work unto good right yeah for god, yeah. Those love god and i call to his purpose ah for me that's very important you know so uh i guess god's purpose for you was actually married life you know yeah but the experience and that brought you into the seminary is is something close to your heart am i right yeah yeah, yeah. uh you know i i look at the seminary today and i feel sad i feel sad during my time my class i had 10 my class was big we had 10 and we had fantastic time in college you know and i look at my classmates now i'm very proud of them one has become an, a bishop you know uh wow. so uh, we, we we had a good time uh, but um College General has got so much of history. Uh, you know, I, I used to tell people if I'm going to send my child for studies, which university I'll go, you know, uh, overseas. I would say Cambridge or Oxford or Yale, you know, because they are, there's got history. College General has got 200 years of history, and yet we cannot attract vocations. You know, what is wrong? You know, somewhere along the way, uh, something changed yeah so i guess that's why we are doing our part here you know to be yeah. having you uh, come online and speak to everybody and really showcase you know uh, uh the experience the great experience you had at college yeah. general personally you know as a, as a regular person everybody else who is listening here can always uh, uh, have that experience as well you know if the lord calls them right so maybe now Amen. i've got a question for father huh. How do you feel? How do you, you know? How do you know you were called? Called, you know? Do you hear a voice? Do you see a vision? <laughs> you know? Did a prophet come and tap you on the shoulder? How, I, how I wish. I, I, I wish. I wish it was as simple as that. I don't know about Hillary's experience. Uh, yeah, but you know, uh, I, I don't think there's anything that, at least for myself, I don't speak for the others. You know, walking into the seminary, you know, you you are not hundred percent sure. Um, I, and I don't think, you know, you can be 100% sure all throughout either. Um, but, you know, there are some signs that, you know, that, that God is calling you to this particular way of life is whether you want to explore it or not. And I think that's the most important thing uh, to remember that, you know, that, that I chose this. And I said, okay, I, I remember I, I told myself that I, I will give myself just one year in the seminary. Uh, let me try this out and see whether it works or not. You know, uh, it is like, for me, the first year was like, like you know, probation, you know, to see. Um, and then every year, at the end of every year, making that commitment for another year, another year, another year. Um, so it, was, it wasn't as clear as how you would say, that maybe whether I had a, I always say, you know, I, I never had a, a Moses uh, burning bush experience. If I had that, it was so much more easier to make a decision. But along the way, I, I think there were, there were some signs uh, which, you know, if you reflect and, 
and see through the through to the eyes of faith, uh, you begin to understand. Maybe this is what God is saying. This is what God is is asking you. But you no, know, to to make it, people ask, how do you make a discernment whether this is it or not? Uh, I always say, whenever you remain with that thought, uh, is something that do you feel at peace? You know, with that thought. You know, does it bring you an element of peace in yourself? Uh, and if it does, then perhaps God is nudging you in that particular way. Uh, perhaps God is, you know, leading you in that particular way. And I think, you know, it's always in in the in the stillness of one's heart where you feel you are at peace with this decision that you make. Uh, that that there isn't much, you know, turbulence or disruption. Of course, there are always, you know, counter forces that say no, you shouldn't. You should like what Hillary was saying. You know, it is it, it, it's not so easy as that, but. Sometimes you you also and I think at the end of the day when you when you make that decision you also make a leap of faith. Uh, you know you you take the step and you say, uh, God, I, I I take the step and then uh, I I ask you to uh, to to fill in all the gaps that are there and and to show. So I think you know people think that going to the seminary like Hillary said going to the seminary you are hundred percent sure that you will turn out to be a priest. The seminary is not a manufacturing plant. Uh, uh, Hillary, yeah, I'm sure you agree <laughs> yeah, that you know this is uh, you know is it's not like you're going to you, you're going to another part of Penang. This is not the manufacturing. This is not Bayan Lepas area where there's many factories. <laughs> you're going to the nicer part of Penang, uh, Tanjung Munga area, uh, to pray, to pray and discern. So we are not a factory producing people that you put in all these ingredients. Voila, you got the final product. Uh, it's not, you know, we all come from different backgrounds. Hillary comes from an, oh, I didn't know what Hillary's uh, singing career, like the background, you know, should get him to sing at the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think, you know, it's about taking that step, you know, taking that step uh, in faith. And I, I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe Hillary, you would also share that experience. But before we ask Hillary, I just want to ask, no, Patrick, Glenn, have you ever been to a vocation camp as a youth? <laughs> no. No, huh? Oh, both of you never went as a youth, huh? Okay. Didn't get much from the Lord. <laughs> we missed the closing date, la, Father. There was a closing date to the fall. The past, Yeah. Yeah, sorry, you're going to ask Hillary something. Yeah, actually, Hillary, um, what is your discernment process like? You know, when, before you went into the seminary, what were the things that were going on? You know, uh, um, in your mind, and that you know, you said you went for a vocation camp, right? Yeah. What made you want to go to the vocation camp? Unlike me, you know, I missed it. Uh, for for me, uh, like I said, I just meant. I also mentioned that my life was very scheduled when I was, uh, uh, you know, uh, night was. In the we then those days it was a discotheque, you know. So we were in the discotheque. We get up, go home at three, four o'clock in the morning, sleep, get up, uh, you know, probably go for practice, band practice, and then evening choir. So I was very involved in youth ministries and the choir in my own home parish. Um, How old were you then, Hillary? Your age? Uh, probably I was maybe 20, 20 plus, yeah, 20 odd years. So, um, one day the parish priest says, uh, Father Alex says, Hillary, there's a vocation camp. You'd like to go? Okay, fine. Go for a camp. So I attended the camp. Uh, the camp was very ordinary. I met some fantastic priests, uh, one of my favorite priests. Uh, don't mind I mention his name is Father Marshall uh, from Penang Diocese. Uh, he inspired me at that camp. Uh, if you look at him, you think that he's a Swami. You know, but... Uh, Marshall Fernandez. 
What touched me, uh, unlike uh, what Father Clarence said, uh, the burning bush, for me, it was a burning bush experience. Uh, that time, the late uh, Cardinal Sote, who was the Bishop of Penang, was celebrating the closing mass after the, after the uh, uh, vocation camp. And uh, they were singing this song, Go Tell Everyone, you know, and uh, I was singing. And then all of a sudden, I started crying. I do not know why. You know, I, I knelt down and I cried and cried and cried and, you know, the words just touched me. He sent me to bring the good news to the poor. Tell prisoners that they are prisoners no more. Tell blind people that they can see. And, you know, uh, I was wasted. I tried to hide my face because I didn't want the other uh, retreatants to look at me, you know. But I went back and I spoke to Father Alex and said, Hillary, maybe you should consider. And voila, that was it. I chose to... Uh, enter the seminary. So it was the call. The call of God doesn't come once, because throughout your, I, I think Father uh, Clarence shared that throughout your life in the seminary, uh, your search, there's there are always challenges. You know, uh, I, I face so many challenges, and then the call comes again in certain uh, form or manner, and then you continue. You know, so that. That is the calling. It doesn't come once, you know. Glenn may not be called today; he's still single. But tomorrow, pump, hopefully, God strikes you down like Saint Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hilary, when did, did you like when you found that God's calling you and you made the decision to try out to enter the seminary? Did, did you tell your family? Did you tell your parents? Or what was yeah, the yeah. response? Of course. And, and what kind of support did he give you? So uh, I don't come from a very religious family. You know, we go to church, but uh, I think I'm about the only one in my family who's involved in church activities. Uh, I, I suppose my parents were, uh, my family members, siblings as well, were surprised. You know, who this fellow who's singing in the band <laughs> suddenly decides to want to become a priest, you know. Uh, but uh, I must say that my family supported me and I appreciate them throughout the years that I've been there. You know, family support is very important. I think more important is the support that I got from uh, my parish priest. Uh, you know, he has he had been my counselor even uh, during my seminary days. Father, the late Father Alexander Edwin. Yep. Yeah. Ah. And Father Father Clarence, what was what was your environment like? What is your support structure like that uh, finally gave more fruit in 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 your, you wanting to be a priest? You know your involvement in church, family. Maybe you can share a little bit. You know, I I grew up, I mean, in a small town uh, called Rawang. It was a the time of growing up. It was a two street town. You know, not as how it is today. Such expanded. So much of our lives, uh, the family life was, yeah, I think centered around the church. Uh, uh, you know, we was church activities. Uh, the family was involved. My parents were involved in church. Uh, so naturally, I think, you know, I got involved in, in the altar service, um, then in the youth ministry. Uh, I think, and there are instances uh, in these moments where you feel like, you know, because at the time also, you know, I had a very inspiring priest uh, uh, who, you know, kind of like nurtured the vocation or probably sowed the seeds of vocation. Uh, as an altar server, you know, going, following him to, to mass uh, in the estates, uh, with uh, with him and a few others, 
I think that kind of, you know, put the seed in me of wanting to, you know, to dedicate my life to this particular uh, way of life that I, and I think that's that's how I said. So maybe like Hillary had a very, 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 you know, profound experience. For me, it was more subtle, you know. Uh, and I think this, I think the variety is that God calls in so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, God reveals himself in, in, in a variety of ways and, and not just particular way. And I think, the, I think the family plays an important role also uh, in the sense that the family was also open to the idea uh, and, and not closed. You know, you know, I, I mean, when you think of a career, you know, there's a there's somehow we, a lot of families today. I, I guess my family too. Uh, we all there's this progression from one state to another that's almost aut automated, isn't it? You go to school, then you go to secondary school, then you go to college, and you, yeah. you get married, then you have children, and then you have you know you work, etc., etc. Yeah. But you know, but taking a path, you know, out of that main street, uh, sometimes uh, is an openness to that idea also, and I think. For me, that was uh, very encouraging. You know that that they were not close to the idea, uh, to to me wanting to join the seminary. You know, yeah, yeah. I, and, I, and I still remember the the first day I I went to the seminary. You know, I I, I joined in Malacca, uh, Good Shepherd Seminary, Malacca. I think Hillary also probably will share something. You know, my first day, I can still remember that very clearly, uh, being taken there and you know and walking in the gate with my bag. Uh, my my parents came along. You know. Uh, and send me and i was thinking to myself oh my god i said first now day of school. <laughs> it's like it's, it's more than first day of school like you, you walk in and now they're going to shut the gate that's the end of it all like you're gone <laughs> they're not going to let you out of this place you know uh, but it's yeah you know you you go in i mean i went in with a lot of uncertainties on a, you know that night when i slept i said to myself oh this is going to be my my, my room my my place of of living for for another some years of my life i think uh, so you know, of course there are doubts. You know, I I, I don't know. I don't know about Hillary like Maybe Hillary went in with more certainty. But you know, when you have to make that that jump from one stage to another, there's always this. You know, your stomach churns. I, I would say you know because you're not sure. You know, is this the right thing? Is this the right decision that you made? But you see, Father, I think if you look at if I speak for myself lah, even when I went into the career that I'm in now. The first time that I went into it's it's the uncertainty will be in anything that we do, right? Yeah. So you know, if if you do feel the call, why not explore, right? No. So I think that's important. If if let's say the, there's a culture uh, that supports your your vocation, you know, if if some of our young people listening in, if there's a culture that already supporting the call uh, for you to be a priest or to be a, a religious, it's the the doubts will always be there. Even for me, when I was entering into the financial services line, first few times, you know, after getting my license, doubts are still there, you know. So I think the doubts will not run away, you know. You don't, you will not join, uh, you will not be 100% sure, you know. So it'll always be like what you said, Father, every year you renew your vow, right? You, you, you make a decision to go into the next year, you know. Yeah. You make a decision to go into the next year, it's there, you know. So, um, how about Hillary? Can you remember the first day that you were uh, in the seminary? Okay. Very vividly, you know, so clear. You know, um, first of all, that was the first time I'm leaving the country. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, wow. I, you know, you, and you travel by bus all the way to Singapore. You got to go through the immigration, and you know, there's you. You know, for me, I, 
I decided to join the seminary. Yes, there was fear because you are going into a new territory. Uh, somehow, I do. I cannot remember how I found my way to Upper Serangoon, where St. Francis Xavier Minor Seminary was. But uh, when I reached there, uh, the first thing I saw was this Chinese man in the garden, uh, in his torn T-shirt, singlet, uh, doing uh, his gardening. And then I, I thought he was the gardener. So, excuse me, uh, I'm from Penang Diocese. I've come here to sign, uh, you know, to to be in a seminary. Then he says, you wait for me. Then he went in, he came out in his cassock. Uh, that was uh, Father Francis Lau, you know, he was our rector, you know, and he was a strict rector, you know. Uh, so that first day itself was an embarrassing moment, you know, when you thought that the gardener is, uh, but that, that was, uh, I mean, I was blessed because I had some other Malaysians who were already there. Uh, Father Anthony Pillay from Penang, he was doing his second year uh, minor seminary. So uh, was good that you have you know familiar face. I, I met uh, Anthony Pillay in the vocation camp earlier as well. Yeah, so it was good. So that that day till today is for me. You know, I I laugh at it when I think think back. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Really, I, think never, I think we never forget that. La. I mean, we never yeah, forget yeah, yeah. the first day we, we joined in. As much as, you know, I still remember very clearly my day of my ordination. But that first day is, is a, is a life-changing moment. Uh, you know, it's... I, I mean, at least uh, for me, it was like, you know, I had my parents accompany me. Like, you know, I can't imagine like Hillary taking the train <laughs> and, and going with by herself. You know, the long journey must be eight, nine hours. You know, yeah. wonder what ran through your mind. And just thinking along those lines, I mean, I imagine like some of our early missionaries who came here, you know, who took the the ship and came, what would have gone through their mind, you know, leaving their country? Uh, and for us, it's just like, you know, for me, it was from KL to, from Rawang to Malacca. And for Hillary, it's from, from Penang to Singapore. It's still not that far away. Uh, our early French missionaries who left France and probably left thinking that they will never go back, isn't it? I mean, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah true. Okay. It's indeed a leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was your cause like, Hilary, and, and Father also? Um, what, did, what subjects did you study for the diocesan uh, seminary? I understand there are so many topics and subjects. What was it like in your seminary days? And what were your teachers like also, if you may add? The father, you want to take in terms of subject, okay, okay, just to, for the for the audience, Hillary Hillary left the seminary as I joined the seminary. So I mean, not to make, not to say that he's old. He looks very young, like much much younger than me. He's got more black hair than I have. Uh, but we we are just you know we just miss each other. But the studies have been about the same, uh, and I think every you know whether you are diocesan or any other uh, religious congregation, whether. The core subjects are the same. It's scripture, you know. It's it's theology, like you know, dogmatic theology, uh, sacraments, uh, liturgy, uh, and a whole load of other subjects that are there, um, which are connected to priestly studies. Uh, but we also do secular studies, things like sociology. Uh, in our early years, we do philosophy because philosophy is is the the foundation for theology. Uh, we, we do simple things like like bookkeeping, public speaking, you know, all the other things. Uh, so there are a lot of other things apart from the core subjects that are there uh, that you do. But I think, you know, it's not just about the studying. Uh, 
Um, but it's also about the community living. Yeah, maybe you know, um, you know, Hillary will talk a little bit about you know, people think that you know, you go to you go to seminaries that going to a university is just studying, but no, it's also the community living that's very challenging. Uh, you know, I mean, living in a family of five people is can be challenging. Imagine living with a community of thirty people. Uh, you know, when I joined, I think yeah, my class was thirteen, one three, and totally in, in college we were about thirty something, thirty three, thirty four. Hillary, your time more than that? No, no, no. We are lesser than that. Oh, okay. In yeah. Penang. In Penang, yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think this is where we learn. This is where character is built uh, in the seminary. When you learn to live with others, uh, you learn to give and take. You learn to play games. Of course, we fight also on the field. You know, we, you know, football, uh, volleyball. You know, we, you know, it's just like a big family that is living together. So. The formation is is not just the the, the intellectual part, uh, but it's also the human formation. Uh, it's very important, uh, and I think uh, yeah. I mean, what was it like for you, Hillary? Community living in the seminary? Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe also that uh, for the for the people, young uh, youth or who are interested in the seminary, just to give a brief rundown of what we do. You know, for me, the first two years was in his uh, minor seminary. Minor seminary was more to prepare us for language. Uh, at my time, we did Latin and we struggled with Latin, you know. But um, language, especially the English language, was uh, important for as a foundation to move on. So you do, uh, I don't know whether, Father, you did two years of uh, minor seminary. We did, we did two years of minor. And then you, when you join the seminary, you do one year initiation into the whole course, uh, followed by two years of philosophy. And uh, sometimes I think it's, it still practices now. One year you take a break, a pastoral break, and then you come back for four years of theology. So if you look at it, um, all in all, I think we, uh, we spend about eight years or so uh wow. in the seminary uh yeah 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 yeah. if you join the jesuits it'll probably be longer than that you know but uh we always say the jesuits are slower in their studies this is just a <laughs> slow in their learning <laughs> no no but uh they are intellectuals huh? so uh so that is the cause uh like father says actually academic uh, uh formation is just one part of it uh i i find uh we should not be afraid because for me, if if you will feel the calling, it comes naturally. You know, you, you go through that course of going through the various uh, topics and uh, depending on the professors who are teaching, uh, some you can, uh, uh, you know, enjoy the lesson. Some uh, they read from the book, so you don't have, you can sleep in class. Tomorrow you go back and read <laughs> the same topic, you know, different uh, lecturers. But, in a sense, you see, we can joke about you know the various priests because it was fun at the end of the day. Even, even uh, the studies. Uh, the challenge was when it comes to exams and oral exams. You know, we have we have written, we have uh, uh, assignment papers and uh, oral exams. So, academic is one one thing. But I think what keeps uh, what kept me in the seminary was community living because uh, you know I used to say that. Um, the seminary, the seminary was the best one of among the best years of my life. Uh, I, I enjoyed mm. the community. Uh, yes, father says there were fight. You know, I I got one uh, classmate that uh, we always don't see eye to eye. But today I respect him. You know, 
for who he is and what he has done. Uh, we evolved through the years, but um, community living, uh, you, you know, uh, it, it's just not so much prayer. We get up in the morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock or so, we are in the chapel uh, and we do meditation, you know. Uh, and for meditation, uh, we'll start with mass and then we have a meal. So, so this is all uh, building community. Uh, then uh, we go for classes and in the afternoon, uh, we do our studies. In the evening, I was the choir master for the four years of theology. I was the choir master. So uh, we have choir practices and uh, then we have games. We have manual labor. So those kind of things help to build that relationship uh, among your classmates, among the uh, community uh, as you go along. Yeah. So um, the other thing that uh, seminary life, uh, so I, I just an indication of what college seminary life is, uh, we don't only study, uh, we also have recreation. Once in a while, we have got a community recreation, you know, where the priests come in, uh, they also act like us, uh, wearing sarong and doing, you know, various things that we bully them uh, to do. You can imagine uh, uh, Archbishop Emeritus Pakkam in his singlet and, uh, but it was a good, a good relationship between priests, lecturers and students as we went along. Um, I, I enjoyed choir practice because somehow you are the lecturer, you know, <laughs> in fact, all the other seminarians come under you. So you are the boss. I enjoyed that. Uh, uh, but we also had the opportunity to let the students, uh, uh, seminarians, uh, use their talents. You know, we've got people who know the guitar or play the keyboard, you know, for the geratarium or organist. Those who can't, are not musically inclined, then they become choir masters. So that's, I mean, conductors. So you'll find that some of our priests are, you know, uh, musically <laughs> today because of the seminary, yeah, I suppose. So uh, what I enjoyed the most, if you ask me, are the, right, the, the semester breaks and the uh, uh, holidays that we have, off days that we have, you know, in college, because we are the College, college general is close to the sea. On our off days, we will all go as a group to swim uh, in Tajumwa, you know, uh, beach. Uh, and uh, some of them, like Father Stanislaus, he was an avid swimmer uh, with another Father Nelson Chitty. They will swim from the shore to this small island, Politicus, uh, on their own, you know, these guys are daring. Uh, so those kind of things that we enjoy. Um, Semester break, uh, I, I, I praised my classmates uh, because we are 10, we had a lot of adventures. Uh, those days, uh, we had our motorbikes. You know, uh, we will we organized uh, a motorbike excursion to Kedah. Uh, my, my classmates were Father Eugene Benedict, Father Xavier Andrew, Father uh, James Gabriel, you know, in Penang, David Lutz, Bishop uh, Bernard Paul. Uh, you know, those guys, Father Michael Chia. So we went on excursions. So that was one excursion. Uh, the other excursion, we went to uh, Kota Baru, East Coast. That one, we borrowed a van, a old Volkswagen van. And uh, it was quite comical because when we reached reach, uh, uh, this place, uh, what's the place? Uh, we got to go up on a hill and the, the van didn't, couldn't go up because there were so many of us. 
So we had to go down <laughs> yes. and the driver drove the van up and we are all, you know, had to, people were all yeah. looking at us, carrying our bags and walking up the hill, falling at the you know. So, just uh, listen, uh, Hillary. Yeah, had, had a lot of time. Uh, fun. Listening, uh, 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 Hillary, can I just ask, uh, you know, listening to all your experiences that you have had in the seminary, you know, yeah. how, how has that prepared you? I mean, when you chose yeah, okay. to leave, uh, how has those, how have those experiences shaped you and formed you to be now a father, uh, a husband, uh, a community leader, uh, you know, and, and, and in your workplace? How has that shaped you to be who you are today? Beautiful. Uh, first of all, I, I think uh, my my character uh, as who I am today is very much owing to uh, the seminary, um, the ability to relate with people. You know, no matter how difficult it is, sometimes you have got to relate you and you work things out. Uh, some, for me, as a husband, a uh, father, I think I, I'm very patient. I've learned patience. You know, uh, and uh, uh, in terms of uh, discipline, uh, I I respect the vow, my vow of marriage. Uh, so, because of that, my background, I think, you uh, you know, despite the fact that not all marriages are smooth going, you know, you will quarrel, but somehow it falls back to say, yes, I'm married to you till death do us part, and we will try to work things out. So that kind of. Uh, uh, endurance uh, it has given me. In terms of, uh, I, I think this is very interesting for parents today to know that sometimes we want the best of our children. So we send our children for to be a lawyer, doctor, etc., etc. And the priesthood would be at the last, you know, on the list, if ever it was at the last. Uh, why? Because we want the child to be something. Uh, honestly, I did not pass my Form 5. Uh, I, I failed my Form 5. I went to work in the factory. I sang in a band. So I, in terms of uh, academic uh, qualifications, I did not have much. But seminary education, you cannot say you have much. You've got a certificate in theology, you know, from college general, philosophy. Those are the things that you can show. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, don't be surprised that it has no value. You know, I've gone for jobs. I started, of course, I mentioned God says, you will have difficult times. So I, I came to KL. Uh, the first thing I left the seminary, I told my mom, I'm going to KL. So I got a job for 350 ringgit in 1988. I paid rent 100 ringgit. I sent my mother 50 ringgit. So 350. So I only had 200 to survive. You know, and, and I did that working in the logistics line and somehow I moved up the ladder. You know, So when you move up the ladder, why I'm trying to say is your education, you go for a job, they look at it, oh, you don't have form five, huh? but you've got your theology and you know, you've got priestly training. And that took me to uh, where I have finally, I, I'm a retired man now. I went on to become a startup country manager for two international logistics company. Um, wow. One a German, one an American, two logistics company. I went on to start my own business, of course, at the wrong time, you know, but uh, I look at myself and I said, yeah, so the seminary has, you know, seminary has brought me this far, you know, I don't, didn't have to go and do engineering and all that. Uh, uh, so, so you would, you, know, you would, you would say, think, yeah. no, you would say that, you know, those eight years weren't wasted, like it formed you to be who you yeah, are, yeah. isn't it? I mean, but it's, yeah, that's, uh, right, that's right, yeah. 
to be who you it, are today? It, I mean, it's just that I think... Fact, I think uh, it, it, for me to be a better... Yeah. So I think that's what people. sometimes people worry is that, you know, if you go to the seminary and you don't make it, you come out, uh, you think that, you know, there will be a, a social stigma uh, or you'll be a failure. And I think Hillary is one story that we can always tell that, you know, God prepares you in different ways. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, like Patrick, when you wanted to get married, you you went through a six weeks six weeks marriage preparation course. Hillary went through yes. eight years yes. preparation course to get married. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. you know. I think God, God, God prepares God prepares us in in different ways, in different forms for for, for life, and 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 not one is is wasted, isn't it, Hillary? I, I don't think you look back and say it was yeah, wasted. It has made you who you are today, and no, and you're happy I, I, as you look back. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a nice story, actually. You know, to yeah. be able to see that. Perhaps you want yeah, to take some know, questions. Uh, yeah, take uh, some Patrick. questions. Yeah, yeah actually, there's one good question. Like, there's a very good question from uh, Jerome Yen. That uh, question that came in from Jerome Yen. How does one know whether they're living their purpose calling, you know, or whether they are not? You know, likewise, if they are not. You know, like, brilliant questions. You know, because like, I think a lot of people out there are, are trying to figure out are they made to be an accountant? Are they made to be uh, a doctor? You know, well, you know, is that their vocation? You know, so they're, they're going through that, that, that doubt. So, you know, how, how do we. Maybe you guys can can share. I think you know one of the things we always ask. I always I ask is that you know what do you want to achieve in life? What is the purpose? What is the meaning of life for each individual person? And because I think we all can find many different things that makes us happy. For some people, it is it is serving serving others. For for some people, it it can be also money. I mean, you know you know you know people who have money and then who are not happy either. Uh, uh, can be, you know, you can be talking about peaceful life or a, or a beautiful family. And I think that's what we all should prioritize is that, you know, what am I looking for? What do I want? What makes me happy uh, is, is, the, is the direction that we take. And then we work towards that happiness. Uh, each one of us will have to have a meaning, a purpose that, that we are driven towards uh, and to find that meaning, you know. And I think, you know, I, I guess for both of you, I mean, like, you know, Hillary, Patrick, so Glenn, in, in whatever you're doing, you know, does that give you meaning that you do something? And that, it's not just, I mean, of course, you know, you can't say you, you don't work and, you know, that you still have to put food on the table. But we can still find other means of finding happiness. And I think to be able to fulfill it is to be able to fulfill my potential, uh, what gifts God has given to me, and to, to do that and find great happiness in it. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I hope it doesn't sound too philosophical. But, uh, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, are we happy or not? Uh, for me, it's very simple. You know, if you go to bed feeling happy that you have achieved something, that's your calling. Very simple. You don't have to. <laughs> there's no test to it, isn't it? Mm. You know. Yeah, that's, uh, that's you, very true. For, for example, if you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, you have to drag myself to to do this," and you know, it's a big chore, then then perhaps maybe you're not fulfilling your calling. I mean, we never ask students that like, because, you know, waking up in the morning to go to school is like a big chore for everyone, for all of us. We went through that. But, you know, but at the towards later part of life, you know, does this give me meaning and happiness? Hmm. Hillary, am I on? Yeah. Okay. Sorry? Hillary, you're a parent. Yeah. What can you share <laughs> or what advice can you share? How can parents get involved in assisting their, their kids to find their vocation. What, what okay, can you um, say about that? Okay. 
you see the influence or the inspiration of vocation uh, comes in so many ways besides the family uh, the church uh, you know the the ministries uh, always all all these uh, inspire can inspire vocation uh, in our experience i think the priests have been uh, in so many cases an inspiration to uh, young young people yeah but the families as well i i think uh, First of all, allow uh, your children to be involved in church activities. Uh, today, uh, tuition is more important than uh, getting involved. You know, father, his own experience is I was involved in church activities. I was involved myself, personal experience. So that is where when you are involved, your children are involved, they get to expand or widen their options. Uh, rather than just looking at um, you know a career, maybe God is calling them. You know, uh, priests uh, in how they live their life as well inspire many young people. Father Alex for me, Father Marshall for me. You know, and as I went through my life, there are so many other priests who were my inspiration. Yeah, so uh, praying at home. Uh, said to say in my own family, you know, when my grandmother was alive. That was when we prayed. <laughs> when my grandmother, of course, those days you had to kneel down in front of her. She was bedridden and say the rosary and all brothers and sisters uh, have to gather around. You know, but uh, praying, praying together as a family is very important. I, I'm blessed with my wife who today uh, is the one behind me pinching and say, let's pray, let's pray, you know. Let's get our daughter to pray, you know, together with her. My daughter is in England today. But uh, once a week, we when we have a chat with her, we say at least one decade of the rosary, yeah, to keep her uh, in that presence of God, and you know, to so praying Amen. together as a family is very important, yeah. So I, that that's how I see. It. I think we um, have an interesting question from from Jillian, yeah. I believe. From Jillian, yes. yes. Yeah, What's you know. the minimum requirement for entering seminary? And a church member who is interested in theology can register or not? Um, yeah, you know, of course, the seminary is, is basically a school of formation. Uh, it's not just an, inst uh, an academic institution. So people who go to the seminary uh, are intending to become priests. I think that's, that's something that one has to remember. Uh, in, in that sense, what's the minimum requirement? Of course, you know, some level of uh, you have to be able to uh, study. Okay, you know, uh, of course, there are some exceptions. You know, sometimes, sometimes you say form five, sometimes you say form six, sometimes you say college. Sometimes it depends on the individual also. You know, but certain level of of being able to to, to comprehend things, uh, language skills, some basic language skills are required. Um, you know, human skills also. You know, uh, I don't know whether Hillary's time, like my time already, uh, we had to do a kind of a psychological assessment before you enter the seminary. Okay, so you kind of have to get through the psychological assessment also that, you know, you are, you know, a candidate that that can be formed. Like, you know, it's not that we all go in because we are psychologically perfect. It says that, you know, to be able to see that we are able to be formed, you know, we, nobody is perfect, but there is a potentiality to be formed. Um, in terms of lay people, uh, church member going to study theology, uh, when the seminary was open, I, I know that there were some lay people who audited some courses. Um, but not the whole seminary program as such. You know, they could pick and choose some programs, some classes that they wanted to go through. Uh, so it's so. Let's remember that uh, a seminary is quite different from an for an academic institution. 
like sometimes in the West, they have different formats. Uh, so in this context, um, there isn't like a program for laity to go through the whole theological course uh, in the seminary, but they could audit. Uh, but it, depending on the professors and depending on, on the setup of the seminary from time to time, they review that also. Yeah. Very interesting. So, um, Father, maybe you guys can share, uh, Father and Hillary, um, uh, or maybe Father first, um, you know, uh, being a priest, you know, these number of years. How many years have you been a priest, Father? Already? We'll be 24 this year. 24 years as a priest. So, um, what has been your biggest joys, you know? The the, the high points, the, the yeah, the... There have been so many. There have been so many, so many, La Patrick. Uh, you know, it's hard to narrow it down to one one experience. But you know, if there's something that keeps us going, uh, is is the community. I think the support of the community, the love that you receive from the community, uh, I think that that helps us. That that motivates us. That's why I think during the pandemic, when we didn't have the community, at least for me, it was very difficult. You know, uh, being online is not the same as you know having uh, interaction with people, meetings. Sunday mass, uh, BEC gatherings, uh, and other things. Uh, so those kind of things is what you know, uh, kind of sustains us or, or gives us that energy also. Uh, so it's not that it is totally dependent on that because sometimes people can choose to live monastic life also. There are monastic orders. People choose to leave uh, this secular world and go into a monastery. Uh, or a convent, uh, you know, like mm. sometimes the, the Carmelites and all that. That's also a vocation. I'm not saying, but at least for me, uh, I can't speak for the others. Uh, for me, uh, that helps me going. Uh, the community, the family, my own family, I think it's very important. My friends, uh, my fellow priests, uh, you know, these are the things that that's the support structures is what I think the ministry is one. Uh, secondly, I think also the support structures uh, that kind of affirm and give us strength give me gives me strength yeah the community uh, yeah. yeah i think a lot of a lot of uh, joy a lot of fulfillment comes from when you see the community blossom and grow because of you know you being the the shepherd you know uh so that's that's a lot of satisfaction i'm sure you 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 get from that as well um hillary maybe you can share there's a question here from tim chan um besides mm -hmm. Besides from adjusting, getting into the priestly life, um, how is adjusting to leaving the seminary? I think you shared a little bit about it earlier, uh, but you know, uh, maybe you can uh, uh, give a little bit of insight there. You know how your life has adjusted. Uh, you see, different different people have left the seminary for different reasons. Uh, some uh, have been told by the seminary that. Uh, along the way, uh, you know, we do not uh, see, you know, the, uh, the, you know, like what Father says, your your character may not uh, be aligned with, you know, your vocation. Some have been told to leave. Uh, for me, I chose to leave. Uh, I chose to leave in a positive way. And I, in that sense, I'm very thankful I chose to leave. Uh, like I said, I did not want to become a priest and leave, you know. Uh, so for me, the you know, I was positive about it. I was blessed that, uh, first of all, my parents, the first people that I feel, I felt I would disappoint were my parents. 
I was assured that they were okay with me leaving. Uh, then my siblings. So that's where I decided, okay, for me, you know, despite this, I mean, uh, to listen to God and uh, accept that uh, path that I have taken. Um, the community sometimes, you know, people say, uh, you know, if you leave, then, you know, it can be very embarrassing. Uh, maybe I felt that that was why I went straight to Kuala Lumpur and I didn't go back to my home parish, you know. But I think uh, in retrospect, we should not do that because, uh, you know, after spending, you know, the, the, the congregation, the parish, the, the people should appreciate uh, even if someone leaves uh, because he has given, he has, he has tried or she has tried given his you know, number of years uh, in the seminary or in the convent, they have tried. Uh, so you should appreciate them and welcome them. And I believe uh, the community has done that. Sometimes it's our own, in our own mind when we leave. You know, like I said, I left, went to KL. Maybe it's in my own mind that I, I felt embarrassed or that I've disappointed the community or something and I went. But in real life, uh, the calling did not leave me. You know, I continued to serve. I chose to go to KL because, and, and I first planted myself in St. Francis Xavier's Church because the priest that I, who was there, Father jo, Jojo Fung, was a friend of mine. And I got involved there. He, he was uh, assisting me and I got involved in that parish. So you, you don't leave the scene. You go back to the scene and you start again. Uh, with the new skills, for me, with the new skills that I have. I, I mentioned I've got two passions, catechetics and uh, youth. That was what I was doing in SFX, uh, Taling Jaya, youth and catechetics. You know, until today, you know, uh, I'm still very passionate uh, in those areas, youth and catechetics. And that, that has kept me going all over the years. I'm very happy to have started certain youth groups that have uh, continued even... Uh, Till today, you know, uh, some of the members are here, like Mark Chow and uh, Kevin, uh, you know, so those are the first who were with me in the past. Yeah. Uh, so in that sense, what God has blessed me with, I have given back uh, to the community. So uh, there is no shame uh, to, you know, to, to live. If you have decided and discerned that it's not for you, then go to that path. You do not, I, I do not think a person who doesn't believe his call and he continues to call, he will sustain in the priesthood, you know, or it will be very artificial. Uh, so living, living is okay. It may be a bit painful, but uh, God will bless you at the end. I, I've known friends who yeah. have left, uh, who, are, who are doing very well. You know, one of my very close friends, he went off. He was working as a manager in one of the fast foods. Today, he's a regional director of, of HR in one of the hotel chains. You know, so God has blessed along the way. You know, so you do not have to worry because the formation in the seminary trains you as well to to live your life out as a layman eventually. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I hope I answer that theme. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good answer um i think at the end of the day we have to trust that god is in charge of the entire process yeah. we have to leave you know and surrender that that the journey to god you know uh, ultimately uh, and to recognize that even as you are discerning you're contemplating there is a process you know uh, maybe father you want to share a little bit about the process for those who are 
to, to young people who are contemplating. A, a couple okay. of things, uh, maybe just to, to be able to round this discussion a little bit, uh, conversation rather. Um, I think at a few levels. I think firstly, uh, at the family level, I think it's very important. You know, whenever we pray for vocations uh, in the church, you know, tomorrow you will pray for vocations. Uh, don't always think that it is coming from somebody else's family. <laughs> you pray for that it comes from your family, you know. That's, that's the very thing, you know. You know, say, Lord, we, we need more priests. We don't need, but don't take from my family. Take on somebody else's family. That doesn't work that way. I think, you know, we have to be, the families have to be generous enough to offer, you know. And I think to be, to be able to, you know, say, Lord, if it is, yes, if it is, uh, take my child. And I think, you know, each time when we pray for vocation, you must be from, you know, I must be generous enough to offer uh, first. And then, you know, uh, don't say that, you know, that, then we, otherwise we keep praying, always keep praying for more vocation, more vocation. But in our mind, it's not my family, but somebody else's family. Where is it going to come from? Or from my parish or somebody else's parish? Uh, so I think that's the first thing in families. You want to nurture that. Secondly, I think if, if a child tells the parent that, you know, yeah, I'm interested. Don't 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 squash that uh, that don't, uh, that that in, that intent. You know, explore further. You know, uh, like Hillary said. You know, we all go in not sure, and maybe some make it, some don't make it. There's no shame. It just forms you to be a better person. It's a school of formation. It makes us a better person. You know, so if there is someone who in in your family who says that, oh, I I, I think I want to be a priest, you nurture that. You know, you, you never know where God would lead, uh, and and there's there's always something that you can find uh, meaning in. I think to young people out there, if you have a flicker, you know, and you think that oh, you know, when you're at mass, they say how nice it would be if I could be the priest or to be a nun, you know, offer that to the Lord at mass, you know, and explore, you know, don't don't just push it aside because that could be the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you know. That could be God speaking to you. That's the call. That's how the call comes. You know, it's not going to come in today's world. It's not going to come in a, in, in a WhatsApp message or it's going to come in, in an email. But that could be it, you know, the prompting uh, that God is saying something. Yeah, maybe yeah. explore that. Talk to, your, talk to your priest or if you know a nun, a religious community somewhere nearby, a parish. Uh, go and say that, you know, I, I'm thinking, I'm exploring. Doesn't mean when you, when, you, when you express your intent, you're going to become a priest. Or a nun, or a religious life, you know, it is exploring, you know, it is exploring to see whether this is where God is calling you. So I think this is what we should remember: the three things I would say: to the families pray, pray that your family can offer somebody, you know. Yes, we are in need of priests, religious. Pray for it comes from your family and not from somebody else's family. Secondly, if your child comes and says, you know, I'm thinking, nurture that, you know, just you know, work with them through it, you know, and explore, ask them the questions, how, you know. Then thirdly, I think the third point to young people, if you have that flicker, if that prompting or even the fleeting thought that passes your mind every now and then, give that some seriousness because that could be the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That's, that's really good. That's really, really good advice. I think they also need to recognize yeah. that, that uh, priests are people as well. And, uh, you know... Um, I, I, for one, uh, I enjoy a lot of fellowship with, with the different priests in the diocese. Um, and uh, I think people who are contemplating that, they know that they, they're not going to be in, a, in, a, in isolation, the kind of thing. You're going to still be with people. You're still going to enjoy life, um, uh, uh, you know, um, as we know it. Um, and there's a lot of blessings and uh, benefit, you know, 
that you're going to bring to the community. And God will continue to take care of everything. I'm, I'm sure Hillary and, and Father, you will you'll agree to that as well. Definitely. You know? definitely, definitely. I'd like to add I'd like to add to something what Father said. Uh, apart from the family, I think uh, catechist Sunday school need, should also play a role to nurture uh, vocations. You know, uh, vocations. Uh, unlike myself, it comes from thin air. You know, but thin young air. people need young people need uh, to to understand that there is there is a need. In actual fact, there is a need for vocations, especially priestly vocations, all around the world. Uh, especially in Malaysia. Uh, so, you know, how can we as teachers try to inspire? And if we see someone in our class who has got uh, that interest, likewise, as a parent, as a teacher, we need, we need to try to nurture and guide that child. I've seen in my experience a few students I find who had, uh, you know, who, who had or may have still that, uh, you know, desire. You know, although sometimes I may joke, hey, you, why don't you join the seminary, you know, and they feel embarrassed, you know, but who knows, it may strike, strike in them and say, yeah, why don't I join the seminary since I've got that inclination. So parents, I mean, teachers as well need to look at it, how they can play a part yeah. in yeah, that's true. promoting vocations. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we've actually... Uh, We've actually uh, gone like uh, a little bit over our scheduled time, but uh, we want to thank um, everyone who has submitted questions uh, that uh, we we were able to uh, answer. We're sorry we couldn't make time to answer all of them, but uh, thank you again to everyone who has tuned in, um, and thanks to Hillary, you know, for for uh, being our guest for this morning uh, and sharing yeah. uh, from your heart. Pleasure, it's uh, a pleasure your experience you know yeah and of course father clarence who is playing dual role today you know <laughs> from, uh, host and also a, a guest you know thanks father so uh, maybe um some uh we father you want to close with a prayer yeah so perhaps maybe we as always we we end with a prayer this morning we want to pray especially as we approach good shepherd sunday in the name of the father son and the holy spirit amen God, our loving Father, we thank you for this morning's conversation. We thank you for reminding us that Jesus is our good shepherd, the shepherd that leads us in difficult times, in good times, the shepherd that is always cares, the shepherd who always cares for us. We pray this on this vocation Sunday. We pray for more vocations to the priesthood and to the religious life. We pray that you may touch the hearts of families from where vocations come. That is where the school, the primary school of vocation, the seeds are sowed. We pray for families that they may be generous enough to offer their children for the service of the Lord in the vineyard. We pray that you will bless the families to see this as a great act of service to the church, great act of love in responding to all that you have given to us. We pray for all those who are discerning out there, who are who are thinking about it, that you may give them some clarity of heart and mind. We pray for those who are in formation in the seminaries throughout the world, in our country especially. We pray that they too may continue faithfully this process and journey of discernment. So we offer all this, Lord, into your loving hands, for we know that you are a shepherd who loves us and care for, cares for us. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.
So we want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in today. And uh, we've got another show coming up next week, Father. Yes. Don't forget, Saturday morning, we are on. Yes, please continue to tune in, guys. Uh, uh, look out on the WhatsApp. Look out uh, in the groups, uh, uh, the, the social media groups that you're uh, uh, saving. Uh, continue to like and yeah. share uh, this podcast uh, for future. Like, share, follow. And you get you get Hello. notified. Don't forget to do all yes. those things. And on yes. Fridays also there's jamming with Jesus. Yeah, once yes, a month we do that. Yes, jamming for Jesus uh, next uh, Friday, guys. So please continue to tune in and support uh, Catholics at home. Uh, this is Patrick uh, signing out. Yes. Together Thanks, with Lenny out. Thanks everyone. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. Thanks, Thanks Larry. Thanks, 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 Thanks,